Hi guys, before you listen to this episode, I wanted to give a quick disclaimer. The podcast quality is not the best on this episode. We recorded over the phone and it kind of sounds like we're in a spaceship a little bit because I'm still trying to figure out, you know, technology, but I still wanted to post it because the content is so good. I spoke to my friend Emily who's in a relationship and what she said made me want to fall in love. So I hope you'll all enjoy despite the quality. Um, I just wanted to put this disclaimer because I didn't want you guys to think like, I was an Android user or anything. Like, I swear I have an iPhone. It just sounds really bad. But otherwise, the content is amazing. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Piscatelli, and we are back for another episode of Dating or at Least Trying. And today I am here with the lovely... Hi, Emily Navarro. <laughs> so, Emily, why don't you introduce yourself, say your current love situation and what you've got going on in the love department. <laughs> I just so, sound like, didn't I just sound like, like a radio host, like, looking for, like, singles or something? No, you really did. That's so professional, Alex. I, it's like you've been doing this for a while. <laughs> I know. It's almost like I have six episodes of a podcast. I know. Well, before I start with my love life, I am so honored to be on your podcast. I've been trying to jump on the show for like a minute. I'm a so minute. glad. There's nothing I love more than an enthusiastic guest. A lot of them are usually more hesitant, so I'm very happy for this. I'm an avid listener. I'm all for this. But anyways, yes. back to me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, back to me. <laughs> So like, anyway, what other good things do you want to say about my podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I love you. Um, so I am currently in a four-year relationship. It'll be four years on December 30th with my boyfriend, Miguel. Insane. Okay. I didn't I even know. know it was that long, but then that makes sense. <laughs> I know. It's all college. Right. I know. I was going to say, as long as I've known you, you've been in a relationship, but for some reason, four years sounds like so an long. eternity. It definitely flew by. Um, current status and love, happy living life, no complaints. I mean, it's not perfect. No relationship is obviously perfect. Mm-hmm. We go through ups and downs, but um, in fact, we got in a little dispute today, but it's fine. <laughs> May I ask what it's about or no? Um, yeah, I don't think he knows I'm going on a dating podcast, so I don't think he'll care. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he um, subscribes after this also. <laughs> I feel like he, we watched your one on, about like the Uber, like your other one. Oh. We had, and we love that podcast. Yes. Um, but what was it about? It was basically, oh, I was just being a bitch. That's what it is. So this morning he called me and he got a new job and so he works like crazy hours now. Right. And, um, we just like, he called me in the morning and that's kind of like the only real time you get to talk because he goes to bed at like eight now because he has to start work at like 3.30 or 4 sometimes. Right. And so, um, he called me this morning, and I literally just woke up, and I was like, my throat, I have a sore throat, which is why I sound like a raspy man, and um, so I, it just hurts to talk when I start, when I get up, right. and he called me, and I was like talking to him, and then we were having like audio problems, he couldn't really hear me, and that was like annoying to me, because I couldn't really speak up, mm-hmm. so I was just like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to have audio problems, like, you know, it's like, he's out of your control, <laughs> and then I call him back, and everything's fine, and then he like opened the windshield of his like car, and he was on the freeway, and it kept making this weird-ass noise, it kept... Felt like when someone screeches on a chalkboard, and it just annoyed. It just annoyed me, and I had my headphones on, and it just basically like he kept doing it, and I was just like, I just like snapped, and I was like, well, stop doing that, it's annoying. And he was like, what am I doing? And I'm like, don't raise your voice at me. And then he's like, what? You're 
I was like yelling at him for nothing. And it was just me being like snappy and like a bitch and just like waking up on the wrong side of the bed. And like, so then he like, we like just like ended the conversation. And right. then he went to sleep because he had like barely slept like four or five hours because he wakes mm-hmm. up really early. And I went to work. And so I called him before I got to work and he obviously didn't pick up because he didn't sleep. And then we just basically didn't talk about it all day until I got off work, which is at 7.20. Right. And I started work at like 10. And so it was just weird because Miguel and I have always been in a long-distance relationship for the four mm-hmm. years since we've been together. Which is um, insane. Yeah. We've been apart for like a minute. We were even apart. The Atlantic Ocean separated us for a solid six months. Let it mm-hmm. <laughs> nice to um, but like one thing that we've always been really keen on since we first started dating is communication is key. Right. We always, always, always call each other before we go to bed and say goodnight. Even if it's for 10 minutes or five seconds, we always talk to each other at night. We talk to each other every single day. We like make sure we like pencil time into our day to talk. And whenever we, um, have like something bothers us whenever anything bothers us and we tell each other right away because I've seen a lot of relationships with my friends again I'm 22 Mm -hmm. so I'm like obviously really young but in high school and stuff like I just saw my friends get into a lot of problems with their boyfriends just because they were young and they just didn't really tell them what was bothering them at first and they would keep it bottled up and then those little things become big things and you just don't tell the person and you know at the end of the day we're not mind readers like we don't know what you're thinking unless you tell us Right. So we always tell each other what's wrong, and I think it just happened to be that, like, I, it turned into a bigger thing because we didn't, we, we hung up the phone, and he went to bed kind of cranky, and then I went to work cranky, and we never let it drag on. Like, uh-huh. we usually give each other 15 minutes to cool off, and then we'll talk about it, and then we move on, and then everything's fine. So I think that's what made it, like, kind of drag on and just feel kind of weird because both of our days are ruined because we're so not used to, like, that kind of negative energy. Right. Um, so are you able to, and then this applies to him as well, I'm sure, like when you're being, as you said, you were being a bitch, are you able to like wait the 15 minutes to cool down and be like, oh yeah, I was being a bitch? Or does it like take a while to realize that? Or like, how does that go? Because I feel like I, maybe this is a maturity thing. I feel like I can't really admit that I'm wrong. Not that I am that often, but like if I am, it's hard for me to admit it. So it's like, how does that go? I think in today's situation, I knew that I was being a bitch right away. Mm-hmm. I was just cranky, and I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. It wasn't something that he did. So right. it was easy for me to, like, be like, I fucked up. I waited until I started work before I got to work, like, try, try to, like just to talk to him because I knew that I wasn't going to give him the attention he deserved about, like, getting ready and cooking or making breakfast or whatever. Right. In general, um, I do think I own up pretty well, and I think he owns up really well to – when we're doing, when we're hurting each other's feelings or when we're like, we were in the wrong. Right. Um, and I think that also just comes with communication and like listening. Like, listen, especially when you're in a lot of relationship, like listening is so important because, you know, you're not with each other a lot. Sometimes we only see each other once a month, sometimes more, but like sometimes you go more than a month without seeing each other. We try not to, but think life happens. And so listening to how the other person's like feeling is super important and key. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when you're listening to their point of view, like, I mean, I cool off, but we give each other 15 minutes, and then sometimes when we talk again after 15 minutes, I'm still, like, I wasn't wrong. Like, I'm stubborn. Right. But right. then when I hear him, like, say how something affected him or whenever 
he probably is still like, no, I wasn't wrong, and I tell him how it affected me, then, like, we realize, like, okay, I see what I did to hurt your feelings or to be, like, a bitch or something, and then, like, we apologize and we, like, admit our faults. Do you almost feel like you guys communicate so well and got to this point where you're able to communicate so well because you guys were long distance? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it was a mutual understanding that this wasn't going to be easy. Right. And I also think when we got together, it was very, like, spur of the moment. It wasn't like we, we were dating for, like, a minute and we were talking for a minute and we were friends for a while, but I wasn't, like expecting to become his girlfriend it kind why of don't you happened get into, why don't you get into how you guys like became what you are today okay so i met him in high school i think i was like a junior he's a year younger so he's a sophomore uh-huh. he, like i thought he was cute like right from the start i was i wouldn't say it was love at first sight because i wasn't i was so young i don't really know what love is right. but i was definitely attracted to him and so i'm creepy as fuck i can curse right <laughs> of course Okay, so I was creepy as fuck. I literally, <laughs> I didn't have a phone back then because my phone broke. Uh-huh. I was using my iPod Touch. It's so sad, guys. It's so this sad. is so, like, t- 2012. <laughs> it was 2012. <laughs> exactly. I knew it. <laughs> I was using my iPod I was using my iPod Touch. And I was at a football game. We were at a football game. It was an away football game. And our friend Alfonso introduced us. And I was like, mm, he's cute. And then I kind of started talking or whatever. And then I feel like my friend kind of, like, felt that we were, like, vibing. And we took a picture. But it, it was, like, me, my friend Alfonso, and Miguel. And right. so I still have that picture. We look like infants. And then I was And so like, right away when you met him, you're like, ooh, he's cute. So it was, like, cute. instant attraction. Oh, yeah. I was okay. like, he's cute. And then my best friend's little sister, Amanda, she was in his grade. So I'm like... I didn't get his number. I couldn't give him my number because it was a Gmail or an iCloud account, which is fucking lame. <laughs> so, so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> You're like, email me. <laughs> like, genuinely. And I could only text when I was on Wi-Fi. Oh, oh my God. That's a, kids will never understand now. But anyway. They don't get the struggle. <laughs> they don't get the struggle. You know what I, they don't? You know what kids these days will never understand? They'll never understand texting on a flip phone on the yeah. C9 oh setting. Like, they will never get that. Yes, and they'll never understand what it was like when you were like, I only have, like, 50 text messages I can send this month, and you, like, could serve the text to someone that you, like, wanted to talk to. And, like, literally two of the 50 texts would be like, hey, what are you doing? And then you would reply just thinking about you. <laughs> that was always the thing. <laughs> it's so uh, hard times. <laughs> but, anyway, so I talked to my friend Amanda, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're his great. Like, what do you know about him? And she's like, oh, he's, like, really nice, whatever. And then, long story short, she, like, finds his phone number. And gives it to me, and I text okay. him with my iCloud account. Oh! But I slid into the DMs before sliding into the DM. The DMs was a thing. Okay, I'm an right. OG. But that's yeah, like how stand. creepy. Suddenly, I stand. You just stand up. <laughs> yes. But like, think of how creepy it is for someone you don't know. Like, well, really, you don't know who you never gave like your phone number to. Just randomly text you like, "Hey, it's Emily Navarro." Yep partially it's creepy if they were weird <laughs> but if they're normal then I, I wouldn't go that weird <laughs> and so I texted him and it was like kind of like cuffing season it was like October or oh, whatever yeah. and or late to good old cuffing season <laughs> yes and so he was on football I was on dancing we got off around the same time 
I'll try to speed this up. And I would purposely <laughs> bump into him because I knew where time football practice ended. Cause like physically or team. just like? Physically. No, physically. Alex, I went creepy stalker girl on him. Like your body? You would <laughs> oh, okay. like make body contact? I would literally, I'm fucking stalker. So I literally was like, okay, I always went into him in the hallway when I go to fifth period and when I go to second period. So I made sure to always walk the same direction and always like kind of bump into him and like wave hi and then he'll like smile and wave hi and I'll be like, oh my god, I made my whole day. And then oh I'd wait until like 4.30 or something because that's around time dance practice ended and football oh. practice ended between 4 and 5. And so if it ended around the same time, I would like move, make my way towards his friends and then like physically bump into him. Oh my or, god. Or if they got out after, I left like 10 minutes away driving. So if that was, and so if they got out after, I wouldn't call my mom to pick me up until football got out. <laughs> so I would bump into him. And he thought the entire time it was just a coincidence. He thought I just randomly like kept bumping into him and he thought it was like ironic. And I was like, no, bitch, like I was fucking like stalking you. So then we stopped talking. Honestly, women are powerful. <laughs> I made that shit happen. So then, um, so then what happened? Okay, I played the, like, don't text him for two days, and if he responds, like, he likes me. Right. So the thing is, he doesn't text anyone back if you don't text him back. Still to this day, to this day, he doesn't do that, unless it's been, like, four hours and, like, I, there's no sign of life, and he'll be like, right. what the fuck? So <laughs> I, <you> up. <laughs> I never you got his back. Right. I never, and then months later, we ran into each other, I think it was, like, almost a year later. And he's like, hey, like, you, like, we haven't talked in a while. And I was like, you didn't text me back. And he's <gasps> like, no, you didn't text me back. And I was like, facts. I did not text you back. <laughs> and so then, this was my senior year, and we, like, start talking and dating and, like, just talking on and off. And then we define the relationship, like, January of 2014. Okay. As, like, talking and being, like, exclusive. But I was graduating high school, and I'd never had a boyfriend before, so... After some ups and downs, I basically was like, he was my Valentine. He was my first Valentine ever. He got me, like, balloons and teddy bears and decorated my locker. Oh, so that's cute. That's so cute. And, like, um, and then a couple, like, weeks or a month later, or a month and a half later, I don't remember exactly the time. And um, I was basically like, I really like you, but I'm just going to college, and I don't know, like, what this is. Like, I don't know what to do. You <laughs> want me to be a party. Uh I didn't want to be a thotty, but I, I was honestly just like, I don't want to commit to something when I don't know what the future has for me. So I guess a thotty, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, in a way, yeah. like, like, a, like a teen thotty, nothing crazy. Yeah, but it wasn't like I was hooking up with guys when I was single either, but, but right. yes, I was just like, I don't want to like go into the space and like not know what's happening when I've never had a boyfriend, like, let's just like still be friends, whatever. We keep right. texting, I keep texting him, which is so unfair for like a girl who breaks it off to keep texting the guy. I'm a bitch. And so oh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. And then we kept talking basically almost every single day until December of my freshman year. So the first oh. semester, we kept talking. And then he, I invited him to Disneyland. It was like this guy who kind of had a thing for me, and I kind of had a thing for him in college, I mean, in high school before Miguel. Uh-huh. He was going to go to Disneyland. And I was like, no, I don't want him to go. Like, I don't want to go to Disneyland. And my best friend invited him because he was friends. And I was like, ew, like, no, gross, I don't want to see him. And then he didn't go. And I was like, yes, now I can invite Miguel because I was going to invite Miguel in the first place until this asshole got invited. Right. And then, um, so I invite Miguel. He goes to Disneyland. This is the first time I've hung out with him in months. And uh-huh. hanging out, like, with my friends all day. And then at the end of the day, my friend Natasha was like, so what are you and Miguel? Like, you guys kissed on the Haunted Mansion ride? Like, what are you guys doing? 
And I was like, that's a great question. So then I talked to him at the Starbucks at Disneyland, and I sit him down, and I'm like, hey, so what are we? Like, you came to Disneyland, like, we kissed, like, what is this? And then he's like, I don't know, we talk it out, and then he asked me to be his girlfriend. Oh, oh my God. <clears throat> Boom. I love that. And then four years later, so we literally went into it, like, not even knowing. But I, from the start, I was like, we have to communicate. Whenever something bothers us, we have to call right. each other. We have to talk every single night, or else it's not going to work. And it's been working, so. I know, seriously. And that's the thing. So many people try to say, like, long distance doesn't work. But it's like, okay, long distance doesn't work because you're not in a healthy relationship, probably. Yeah, I think it just depends on, one, for sure, I sound like a broken record, but communication. And I also uh-huh. think it just depends on the person and the situation. If we would have been, like, L.A., because he's always been in L.A., and I would have mm-hmm. been in Texas or Florida, it would be a lot more difficult. Right. It's still doable, but it would be a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, in a way, like, I feel like everyone should go through a long-distance relationship at least once in their life because you genuinely, like, it's nice to, during the week, I kind of just hang out with my friends and, well, more in college when I was busier, it was nicer because I could hang out with my friends, do my homework, focus, and then on the weekends, I, like, put all my attention to him. Right. But there's also days where I'm like, oh, I wish I was, like, super tired and I'm having a crappy day. Like, I wish I could just, like, be like, hey, I'm coming to your house or something, right. you know? I feel like that's so nice, though. You're right, because then during the week, you can kind of, like, do your own thing and be your own person and not saying people in relationships aren't, but it's, like, so easy to fall in a trap where you're seeing them every day or every other day. Yes, exactly. And I feel like I'm my own person and he's his own person, and we've Mm -hmm. been our own person the entire time we've been in the relationship. And we're both, like, super independent, and whenever we feel like we're depending too much on each other, we, like, are kind of like, hey, like, I need more me time or, you know, I feel like, you know, we're getting too dependent or whatever and, like, we'll, like, back off. So right. it's kind of nice because I never lost that sense of independence and I feel like I know that if we were to ever break up, hopefully not, I don't think mm-hmm. so, but if we would ever break up, I know that he is still, like, would be a great person and he wouldn't cry and, like, I mean, he would cry probably and be devastated right. and I would be devastated and I would cry, but I know that his life would go on and he's not going to be, like, some heartbroken guy who's, like, just, like, what my life, like, what am I going to do without this chick? Because right. he's such a strong person without me because we're so used to being without each other every right. day. I love that. Okay, so I have to ask, this is my favorite question ever. When did you know that you were in love and what does it feel like to be in love with someone? Oh, that's a cute question. I know, um, I love it because I'm so fascinated by it because I've never felt it. So it's like, <laughs> it's so interesting to me. Um, I think I knew... I think I knew I was capable of falling in love with Miguel for a really long time, even before I told him I loved him, uh-huh. because of the kind of person he is, and because we had just been friends for so long, and I just knew his character and knew he was such a sweet and genuine person and caring. But I think, I think it was when I was in the dorm and he would talk and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and when we would hang up, I I would always like I'd hang up the phone and I'd be like I love you, but like he'd never hear it. Oh my god! After we hung up. And so I feel like that's when I kind of knew because it wasn't just like a butterfly. It was like a need to like talk to him. It was a need to do everything with him, even though I couldn't. Right. And it was kind of just like, I'd see his like face somewhere and I'd be like, oh, you're so cute. Like, I love you. And I would just say it like under my breath when like he wasn't hearing or when he wasn't around. And it was just kind of like me like realizing to myself, like, I love him. Like, I love his person. He like makes me happy. He like brings out the best in me. And, like, he's a genuinely good soul. Oh, my God. I'm smiling so hard right now. That's so cute. 
I don't think there was a moment where I was like, I'm in love. It was just like a a consistent feeling. Um, Oh, my gosh. And then the first time I told him I was in love, I think think when I knew I was in love, Mm -hmm. for sure, though, was he came to see me in San Diego for the first time the weekend of Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. And, um, oh, my God, there's a spider. <laughs> okay, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm really worried for your well-being. <laughs> it's the ceiling. Um, oh, so. ew, those are the worst. Because then you're just, like, in your bed, and you're just, like, staring at it. <laughs> like, there's I, nothing I can do. It's like, are you going to kill me at my feet? Um, so he's going to see me on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and he left on the train. His parents dropped him off, and he left mm-hmm. on the train. And mm-hmm. so we were, like, saying goodbye at the train station. And I remember, like, he, we said goodbye, and the train came, and it was so sad because we let go. And I, as he let go, and, like, I saw him walking. It was like a movie. I saw him walk into the train, and I whispered behind when he left. I was like, I love you, but he didn't hear it. And then he's about to get on the train, and he turns back, and he kisses me, and he grabs me, and he's like, I love you so much. Oh, oh and my God. And I was, God. like, crying. I was, like, internally crying. I was just like, oh, my God. And then he walks away. He my eyes are train. watering. I'm crying. <laughs> and oh I remember God. him getting on the train and, like, seeing the train leave and just, like, I went back and I started crying because I was just like, I know for like before I always said I love you about when he hung up to the phone or something. But then when he said that to me and when he left, it was like genuine heartbreak. It wasn't like that high school heartbreak. It was just like, I'm so sad. Like, I'm so sad that like, you know, I love him. And he like, he left because he had to leave, you know. And then, yeah, and he never heard that I said I love you when he left because I whispered it. So then I get back in the car, and I'm like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And he's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so cute. Yeah, that's cute. Oh, that's the cutest thing. So it, like, happened quick because you guys became official in December, you said, and then that was Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Super quick. Like, yeah, but I, I think... I think it was quick in the sense of, like, we dated, we started dating basically January, right, because it was December 30th, right. and then in February 14th, we said I love you, or, like, the 13th, or, it was the 14th. Okay. 14th. I don't know, some of those days. Yeah. And, um, but we had been talking, I even had known him for a year and a half at that point, and then we had been basically talking all of 2014, mm-hmm. because he was my Valentine's Day the year before, because he gave me right. Valentine's at high school. So I, it wasn't like I just met him for the first time, and I was, like, trying to get to know him. Like, I already That's knew true. him. true. You did know him for a while. So, like, on paper or whatever, it looks like it's a short time. But in reality, like, I've really been with this guy for, like, five years. That's so cute. I'm, like, beaming right now. <laughs> You're cute. I love that. So when did you guys start, like, discussing, like, having a future together? Because, like, Obviously, if you're in a relationship, it's either going to end or you're going to be with them forever. So it's like, yeah. but, like, when did you start to be like, oh, when we get married or, oh, when we have, like, children, if you guys want children and stuff like that. Like, when did those conversations start occurring? I definitely think it was me. And I think it was my <laughs> sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. I remember I was living in that apartment. Um, right. And I was Drilling at- Alvarado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Throw it back. laughs> Alex and I go way back, you guys. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, 
I think it was I, during Christmas time, I think. One time I was like, oh, my God, when we have to, when we're married or something. Or, or I think it started off like when we move in together. Right. And we we know, like, what Miguel and I even now, we're probably not, not going to move in together for a while because, one, I'm still not in the same city as him. Right. And, two, um, by the time he graduates college and I get back to where I want to be and everything, like, it'll probably be another three years, which is fine. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was probably, like, a year to a year and a half into our relationship that I – but we started talking about I started talking about like moving in with him eventually and like separating our place and then the kids started coming and I remember at one point he was like, Whoa, 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 you should be careful with the kids stuff because I don't wanna like jinx it or we don't wanna like push like go too fast. Right. And I kinda tamed it back and now and yesterday I was actually talking to him about like when we have kids and we like have dogs. Oh so, my like God. living together. But um Do you guys yeah, agree on like the number of kids you want and stuff like that? Um, I, I don't I don't think we ever really talked too in depth about how many kids. I want two, mm-hmm. and I'm stopping at two. Like a solid, like, <laughs> stopping at two. Yeah, like a halt. <laughs> like a good, good, just goodbye. <laughs> um, but I think, I think obviously, you know, we want to be together for the long haul. Right. And, like, the goal is marriage and stuff. But it's not like, we're not going to force something that isn't supposed to be. Right. You know, I feel like a lot of people, like, when they're young, they're like, oh, we're going to get married. We're going to get married. Like, even when things are going to shit, you're like, but we're going to get married. Right. And I feel like we would never force it because we, like, fell in love super young and we're still super young. He's 21 and 22. So, mm-hmm. like, we're not idiots. And we're kind of just taking it day by day. And, like, there's days that are super hard, super, super hard. Right. But, um, yeah, like, if we know that if one day this has to come to an end, it's okay because we had such a genuine love. And, like, I don't think we'll ever, if we ever break up, I don't think we'll, like, be resentful or, like, hate each other. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and that's I something, think, like, that's so good about you guys. I feel like a lot of people, like, will be like, oh, yeah, like, what you said. Oh, yeah, we're in it for marriage. We're together. Like, blah, 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 all this stuff. Whereas I feel like you guys have one of the strongest relationships that, of anyone our age that I know. And, like, you guys are so mature about, like, talking about that. Like, oh, if something were to happen, then that's what's meant to be. Whereas, like, other people are like, no, this is who I'm going to be with no matter what. Yeah. I feel like in life, I feel like there's you're supposed to have a lot of soulmates, but I don't Mm -hmm. think they're all supposed to be your, like, love soulmates. Like, my best friend Dominique and Kristen, they're Mm -hmm. my soulmates, but obviously I'm not in love with them like that. Right. I I agree with that, too. (laughs) I feel like with Miguel, I found a partner in every sense of my life in the sense that, I feel like he's my soulmate and my best friend, like, in the sense that he's my best friend and he's, like, Mm -hmm. a partner. And I feel like he's my soulmate because I love him. And I feel like I cannot picture a day without Miguel in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, even if we were to break up, I can't picture my life without him in it. Right. Like, I know this is weird, but if we were to ever break up, like... Like, he, he probably would still get invited to my wedding, which would be is really weird to think about. But, like, yeah. I know he needs to be in my life, which is why I'm so confident that we're going to make it for a while. Yeah. Because, or forever. Because, like, at the end of the day, he's my best friend, and I have his best interest, and he has my best interest, and I genuinely love him, and that's, like, a bonus. Oh, I love this. You know? You see? I suddenly want love. <laughs> what advice do you have for, like, people who are single like obviously you found someone in high school and that's like not super common but like I don't know do you have any advice for single people out there um 
for sure it'll happen when you least expect it. Like, it happened mm-hmm. to me when I least expected it years ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I feel like don't force something. Listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keep your eyes open and don't, just because someone might not be your type on the exterior doesn't mean they're not your type internally and, like, with their soul. Interesting. Okay. I feel like a lot of people stick to a certain type. Mm-hmm. Or, um, and, that, and that just, like, limits themselves. Like, you shouldn't, if some person interests you in some way, um, you never know what it all becomes. So you should just keep going for it and just try it out because, you know, like, maybe they are your soulmate. And if they're not your soulmate, maybe they taught you something in life that somebody else couldn't have taught you. Right. Um, and I feel like a lot of people now, including myself, like, I mean, I do a lot of things for the gram. Like, take mm-hmm. a cute picture of me. I'm not with the gram. Right. I feel like a lot of people now are just, like, seeking relationships because they want to post about it. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's just not genuine. Like, don't force it. Don't do things because you want. Don't be so desperate that you just date anybody who, like, fits a certain check. Like, right. you should wait for every single person. Like, I obviously. Uh, the first guy that, like, in college, or not college, the first guy in high school or maybe the second guy, whatever, who, like, gave me attention and treated me like shit. I, like, mm-hmm. thought I was, like, in love or, like, I liked them so much and they treated me like shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it wasn't a thing that lasted a long time, but it hurt, like, a fuck ton. And then I found Miguel and, like, from day one, he checked all the, mo- like, the boxes for me. Right. And he made it worth it. So you should never settle. Like, Maybe this person won't check every single box in your infinite list of impossibilities that a guy can ever fulfill. But right. if he fits like 80% of your boxes or checks 80% of your boxes and if he generally makes your heart happy and like you are happy with this person, then it shouldn't matter if it, the other boxes are unchecked because you get to, you have to settle and deal with it because right. nothing in life is perfect. So I feel like, um, I guess long story short, um, Things will happen when they least expect it. Don't put pressure on yourself to find someone that's perfect. And um, don't settle. But know your worth. But don't be too much of a perfectionist because no one's going to fit all the check every single box. Right. And when you least expect it, they might. Like right at the beginning, they might not fit those boxes, but they might only fit 60% of them. And then after a year, they're like, wow, they fit 99% of them because they if they love you, they will mold and grow with you, and you guys will become, like, something great, if that makes sense. I love this. Like, I feel like I'm always, like, ew, I want to be single, but, like, this makes me want to fall in love. <laughs> so cute. Just everything you're saying is just so cute. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been so much fun having you on the podcast. Do you have any last words, any last stories, any last whatever's? Um, no, I love you. We fight all the time, though. Not all the time, but we fight too, guys. <laughs> it's a little sunflower and daisies or whatever this shit is. <laughs> so ultimately, he makes your heart happy, as you said, and that's the cutest yeah. thing ever. I love that. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to be on your podcast finally. Woo! Yes. My Thank voice. you so much for being on it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, Alex. And this has been another episode of Dating, or at least trying. My name is Alex. And I'm Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.